Um, and it doesn't help. I can train anywhere in the world, right? So, um, except for the golf course or in the pub, which I have tried tried trading before in the pub and it didn't work out too well. You start to get that YOLO mentality after the third pint's gone in. Like, oh, I'll just take this, who cares? So, um, but yeah, so don't drink and trade. That should be a, a message to people, I think. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Life Trading Pivot Podcast, brought to you by our preferred partners, Trade Nation. I'm back and joined with my best friend, Dean. Dean, how are you this week? I am brilliant, Dan. Yeah, brilliant. I've had a great week. How about you? Absolutely fantastic. Um, as we mentioned at the top of every show, this is the Real Life Trading Pivot Podcast. Keywords, real life and trading. So... Um, the real part is we are not created in a Tesla factory. We are actual real human beings. Um, but obviously with, with the life and the trading aspect of things, um, there has to be some kind of work to life balance. A lot of the mentor group students, the one-on-one coaching I do, I'll ask them, what is your number one, what's your why? And a lot of people will say time and money. Like that's typically the, the two things. Um, the money is irrelevant. I mean, it's, it's it's what you can do with the money. It's just a tool to succeed. Um, but the time one is is very important. It's when it comes down to the the time that you are trying to gain. The question is, what are you going to do with that time? Right? Do you have work? Do you have uh, a, like a, another job somewhere? Do you are you trying to have more time with family, more time with friends? Are you trying to travel? Um, things like that would, would play more into the time aspect of things. But, uh, Dean, I've, I've, and first of all, if you guys do not follow Dean on social media, you have to. I, I mean, never never a dull moment in this guy's life. <laughs> but you, you do you do have a, a family. You have a lot of other things going on in your life in terms of or even travel or vacation, going out, doing things. What is it for you about trading that, that allows you to be able to do that and – what are you trying to really accomplish with the, the time that you're able to gain from trading? Yeah, I, I think my, my why for trading has evolved over the years because uh, initially I just wanted to be a full-time trader. I wanted to trade every single day and I wanted to enjoy my time off and, and all things like that. And then later on, I started to realize that I'm, I need a lot of I have a lot of energy. And these people don't realize that I've got a lot of energy. Like, I don't need coffee. I don't need energy drinks. I'm, I'm naturally vibrant and energetic all the time. So what I learned from trading at one point is it's not enough for me. It's it's too just too mundane. It's too dull. And I, I, I needed more. So like what I typically do, I, I go and start a new business or I go and find a business to buy and I start to do all other things. So one thing that trading does do, it allows me to do that. So if I focus down onto, okay, this is my trading days, these are my trading hours um, for the week, and it changes changes through the week because my strategy is based around news. Um, so it changes throughout the week, but on a Sunday, I plan out my week, and then that's my only time to trade. So the one thing that I am grateful for, for with, with trading is that it does allow me to go and do other things. Like, you know, I love buying businesses. I love marketing they're my two passions I, I would say 
I have to say this um, quietly and hopefully the wife won't hear. I love playing golf. So and if I can get out to the golf course <laughs> more frequently, then I'm winning in life, right? So that's one thing that trading does do. It allows me to um, to go and, and, and do other things. And it it's not my, my sole income, which, again, gives me more freedom. And I think that's why my trading become better when I wasn't trying to be a full-time trader anymore. I was just trying to build different revenue streams and trading was just one of them that allowed me to become a better trader because I wouldn't say I cared less, but it, it mattered. It didn't matter as much to me if I made money or not because I had other income coming in. So the, the, I suppose in a roundabout way of getting to your question, Dan, because that's what us British people do. We take your question, we answer what we want to answer, and then we just throw the question back. <laughs> But, we, we call them politicians here, yeah. Well, that's it. Is that what you call? <laughs> we just call it. We call it British people. But <laughs> every Brit is a politician. But yeah, it, I, I think my, my goal with trading now, as it's evolved over the years, what is to keep adding extra income streams. Um, and it does allow. I can trade anywhere in the world, right? So, um, except for the golf course or in the pub, which I have tried tried trading before in the pub and it didn't work out too well. You start to get that YOLO mentality after the third pint's gone in. Like, oh, I'll just take this, who cares? So, um, but yeah, so don't drink and trade. That should be a, a message to people, I think. Yeah. Your bumper sticker for sure. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. A little, so, a little so what on your desk. <laughs> but you're very similar to me. Yeah, a young family, you know, a wife. Uh, I'm not sure how controlling your wife is. Mine is very controlling. So, um, how do you fit trading in? How does that work for you? Number one, I'm not allowed to talk about how controlling she is or not. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. So, so for me, um, you guys know, like, obviously I was, I was, uh, pretty much since I was 16, I started getting into like DJing and started to build a business through pretty much high school. It got me through college, got like, I come home on, on spring breaks, I'd be working, I'd be like getting through school by making the extra money, which at the time was, was really good compared to anybody else's job. Any friends that, that went to work at a coffee place or, or something like that, I was making a lot more money in just a less amount of time. And I was able to grow it. Eventually we, we had a staff of like 50 people that was all going yeah. out to different events, parties. We bought a whole bunch of photo booths. We bought another uh, like inflatable bounce house company. We bought a furn lounge furniture company. We we're bringing furniture into to certain catering halls and venues, things like that. So we, we were doing good. We were growing it. Um, and I was, I was interested really in two things. One was business and two was uh, one was business. And the other one was, was the markets since I was young, right? It was different avenues of yeah. how, how, where can I make money, right? What, what is a good place to park my time where I could reap some good benefits, right? And those two were just the most appealing to me. Everybody that I knew had money either was somehow involved in the stock market or had businesses. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, that's that's the path, right? So I was doing that, and then we were in we were in process of expansion, and I was still continuing to learn to day trade. I was still doing that. It was giving me it, the flexibility to kind of run the business when I had to, but also trade here and there, just learn more about the markets. And then COVID happens and we were right in the middle of expanding out. We were going to get a, uh, we were actually going to buy a catering hall just to have another division of the business. We've sunk a lot of money into materials, new lighting, all this stuff. And uh, then COVID hits 
And I'm like, well, now no one could have parties. Uh, yeah. right, two weeks. So it's only going to be two weeks. And obviously I was like, that's not going to be two weeks. There's, there's no way this is going to be two weeks. <laughs> and uh, so eventually the, the deal fell through. I was like, man, we lost, sunk a lot of money into it. And I was like, okay, well, we still have family. We still got mortgage. We still got bills. I was still paying uh, rent for, for the current business that we had. And I was like, all right, I got to just go really all in on, on trading. I, I gotta, I have there's nothing else to do. Right. So yeah. instead of focusing maybe about 20% of my time to trading, I went from 20% on trading, 80% of the business to just hundred percent trading. Right. And during that time span, I, I was like, okay, in all honesty, this is where I should have been putting hundred percent of my time. Right. Yeah. Because by putting hundred percent of my time into trading, or a good portion of it into trading that will allow me actually to have less events if I want to take events, right? If I, cause I still, yeah. I still DJ, people still call me. I, I went from probably about 50,000 a year in advertising cost to zero. I was like, I, I'm not advertising anymore because I've, yeah. I've been doing it for so many, so many years that now I get repeat calls and, and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. and if I'm That's like, cool. okay, now the event makes sense. Yeah. I like you. I want to, I want to do your, then I'll do it. I mean, it gives me more freedom in that that sense. Whereas before, yeah. when I first started DJing, I liked DJing for like, it was fun. I was I was at the party. I was getting yeah. people going. It was, it was, but then there was a certain point where it became a, a job. Like you had to pay the bills because of this, as opposed to and you, you kind of lose a little of the passion involved because it's not something that you necessarily want to do. It's something you have to do. And I yeah. I'm not the type of person that does. That I don't like to do things I don't like to do. I'd rather just yeah. not, not do it at all. <clears throat> right. So that, that kind of, by me making all, by me making a lot of the, where I'm, I'm good on bills, I'm, I'm like debt free I'm, I'm everything. And that's because of trading that gives me time to, okay, let's take vacations. Let's, let's go somewhere with the family. Let's go out to eat. Let's go spend more time with the, the kids. Whereas DJ, I was like, okay, my whole weekend is booked. My Fridays are yeah. booked. I got to meet with clients during the week. It was just, it, it took a lot of time away from things I'd rather be doing. So, and so, I, and I will say during COVID probably trading is, is the one thing that, that probably saved me completely is just being able to trade. So, um, I, I, that to say that, yeah, no, I, I love the charts. I love the trading. I love the, yeah. the, uh, the ability to be <laughs> able to read the charts. And I think that got me to a new spot in life. And I, like I said, I still DJ because I yeah. want to still do the, do the events. I still want to uh, be at the certain parties I want to be at, but not have to take a gig because I have to cover a bill. Right. So it's yeah, a much closer cool. so different you can be, aspect of things. Yeah. But you said you can be selective of what, what you take and then you take the, yeah. the, the things that you see, you see fun. So I've got a question actually. So when you decided to go a hundred percent all in trading, was it like a, you had, you had room to foul. Did you have like in, without dipping into your personal finances, but you had enough room where, okay, if it didn't work out, then once COVID stopped, you could just survive and then the, the DJing would, would take off again. Or was it a case where like other people in the community, like Tony Powlack, for example, if anyone's not seen his story, then check that out where he had to make it work because he was using credit cards and bank loans and everything to, to try and make trading full time. Yeah. yeah. Good, good question. So, um, based on the time we were trying to make the catering hall happen, based on the expenses we put forth and that, the planning of that, 
took it took about a year to get the planning done, the, to get the location done, all that stuff. We, I was probably looking at, and the business is not operating like there's zero income coming. As soon yeah. as as soon as Trump got on TV, he said, "Okay, pandemic, things are shutting." Two weeks, I was good. A month, I was good. Otherwise, I was sitting there with zero income and probably looking at about one hundred thirty thousand in debt from what I've already placed out of pocket for for the business. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, if it's a short period of time, and then you you, you get in the calls, cancel the event, cancel the event, cancel the event. It's still not happening. It was people were canceling their their weddings and parties and things like six seven months out. And you're like, okay, this is. And then they go, can we get a refund? I'm like, what? <laughs> can we get a refund on the deposit? I'm like, you got it. So, and I was, I was, be, I, I, I mean, there's Google reviews all over the place, both catering halls, uh, vendors, photographers, all these people that took deposits upon booking. They were like, no, we can't give it back, can't give it back. And I was like, I'll just have to keep trading. And so I, I trade, cool, make some money. Here's your deposit. Like, Zero bad reviews yeah. on the company, and that's that's how nice. I prefer to operate. But other people were not in that same same situation. And during the, the point of right now, I would say everything's kind of back, open, good to go. But during that year and a half, two years almost, that everything was kind of shut down and it was limited gigs, people not only didn't have income, but they were using the credit cards to yeah. to, to survive, to, to pay bills and, and stuff like that. So... Even even now that everything's back open, it's probably for a lot of those guys maybe another five years till they're really caught up to to where they were back in end of two thousand nineteen, right? Or, or March two thousand twenty. Me, I'm on a whole different situation where I'm like, all right, well, I, I really I, I could get back heavier into the business if I wanted to. I could go still do the do the kid. There's a lot that I could still do, but I, I'm realizing that if I do that, if I take that avenue that's going to now take me away from what I actually like doing, which is hanging out with the family, going on a trip, traveling, uh, going to, going to Disney, which I would never be able to do as the business was kind of full running. Cause I had to be involved. Yeah. Right. So it really got me a lot more time in, in regards to, to really understand the full aspect of what, what I prefer to do and what I have to do. Right. So it, it was, it was definitely a zero sum game where if, if I, Failed at trading during that during that year span. There was no other income to to dip into. There was still debt, but I was able to kind of just work out all of it, and and it it, it was the light at the end of the tunnel for sure. Nice, cool. Yeah, I, I was. I, I see. I'm my trading or the way I view trading is pretty similar to how you view DJing, which is quite. It's, it's a combat. It's a it's flipped. I like trading. And I enjoy trading, but when I decided that this is all I want to do and focus on it, it became a job. And then I started to resent it. So the best thing I did was just take a step back and just try to go back to enjoying it again and um, getting into other things like business, which is which what I, I, I learned about myself is what that's what I do enjoy doing. Like my wife said that oh, I'm probably the only person on the planet who could fill their hours with with needless work. Like that's it, and I can. I just I just love it. Like I'll. I'll, I'll get up a company's portfolio. I'll, I'll look through finances. I'll get on the phone. And I'll speak to to them. I'll look at their marketing plans. I'll see what they're you know. I sign up to so many marketing uh, or so many companies just to see their email campaigns. And I'm like, okay, this is just see what they're doing. And I've got no interest. We're probably not even acquiring this company. But I just like to see what people are doing out there. I'm just naturally inquisitive in that respect. So, um, and making that choice to say, okay, I am going to literally double, triple my workload by 
focusing more on businesses, even though, you know, we've still got RLT UK, which I've got a clientele that I need to service. You know, I still am working with, with, with the US and I'm still got to find time for trading and family time. Like my, my, my days are, I can't even tell you what my schedule is like. It, it, it makes people cry, but to me, I love it. Like it's, it's a passion for me. So once I decided that's the way I want to live my life by making things more busy, then trade, trading really took off of me. It really did. And, you know, as I say, because I don't, I have to, I don't have the time to sit in front of the charts. Now, you know, I don't make the time to sit in front of the charts is what I should say. I give myself a select days and select amount of time to, to trade. And I'm really patient and confident when a trade setup happens. And if it don't, then I just move on and I'll come back the next day or on my next scheduled day. So, um, since I made that shift, I, now I'm at that shift. I'm in that cycle again, Dan, if I'm totally truthful. Now I'm thinking, wow, maybe if I did double down on trading, I would, but then I know where it'll be in the long term. I'll be, that's just me. I'm just, uh, I just, I'm like a spinning wheel on your computer. Like I'm always turning. That's it. Always going round. No one knows what I'm doing. Like, what is this guy doing today? What's he doing tomorrow? Um, but yeah, you know, my schedule is, is, is crazy, but I make it that way. Like I'm up at 4am every night, every day, like have to. 4am workout, answer emails, and because just trying to stretch my day out to complete everything. So I will probably burn out by the time I'm, I'm 38 in a couple of weeks. I will be burned out by the time I'm 40 and everyone will be like, wow, he worked too much. <laughs> and then it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know if I got him. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> By the time you hit four, you're like, I don't want to do anything ever else again. That's, That's it. it. I'm done. I've broken down. I'm done. I'm to zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I mean, and, and we were both in, in similar situations where we kind of had the, the businesses and we, we were kind of doing, so, like, I, I understand your, for sure. Your point is like, I, I think you, you, it sounds like you're similar to, to, to me. Like I have to do something I'm passionate. Like I cannot go to, yeah. I've had jobs where I was a, a financial advisor, which in an insurance company world, that's selling insurance. Right. Yeah. And I, I was just like, I, I just, I, I actually liked the products a lot to be fair. I just didn't like spending my time doing it. Like it was just, wasn't for yeah. me. Um, I was, I was doing inside sales. I, I, I like sales. I like, I like being on the phone. I like communicating with people. I just did not want to have to be there every day if I didn't want, yeah. if I didn't want to like, I'm a, I'm a strange animal, I guess. But I, I think a lot of people I, like COVID, believe it or not, was probably a blessing because I honestly, I think that if I did not have the safety net just cut for me, cause the, the safety net was the, the business. I was like, okay, yeah. was, every week there's, there's guaranteed work coming. Like we were, we were good. But if I if I did not have a safety net, I don't think I would have ever been able to to say, okay, I'm a full time trader. Yeah. Where I think there's a lot of people probably out there in the world, maybe some listening to this podcast, maybe some that we'll find in the future, but um, or that don't unfortunately probably listen to it at all. <laughs> That's the majority but, of the population. <laughs> <laughs> the majority of the billions of people in the world. But there's there's people that go to work every day. I think they say like 80% the percentage study or something's like 80% go to work and hate their job. Yeah. It, it, to me, it doesn't matter how much money that job is paying you. It's your time is always going to be more valuable. Yeah. 
So if you're not doing something that you absolutely love doing, you it it it's not worth the money, right? Yeah. But but there's people that are like, hey, I'm, I'm paycheck to paycheck, or I've got this crazy amount of debt, or I've got these other responsibilities. But until you actually go out and you you take a look at the other side of the coin and you go, what if it? This is probably the the one thing that stuck with me. I have a, a friend. He's he's a, a DJ. I've, I've been with him for he's a good friend of mine, probably 13 years. He came over to the U.S. from Peru. Didn't speak any English whatsoever. Um, he was probably at that time I don't, 18 years old, something like that, 17, 18. Uh, he got a job, I think, first at, like, Dunkin' Donuts. Then he got a job at, like, Starbucks. And he was telling me, like, Starbucks, they actually give, like, health benefits. And, like, you don't get paid a lot, but you get some stuff. But yeah. in, in the meantime, like, he learned English. Then he got into DJing, and that's what he does full-time now. But the one thing, we were going to an event one time, and he said to me, because I was running the business, he was working for me at the time, and that's at that point he was there full-time DJing. And uh, I was, we were having some kind of conversation, and he, the one thing he said to me is like, yeah, I feel like, because he quit Starbucks to DJ full-time, and he just goes, okay, this is it. He says to me, he's like, well, yeah, I figured if, if DJing didn't work out, I could always go back to Starbucks. And I was like, like in a weird way, my mind was blown because I'm like, people don't take the chances to do what they actually want to do. They don't take the chance to be like, hey, I, I could be a full-time trader because they're at some place that they don't want to be at making money they probably don't think is good enough. Yeah. In a worse, if things don't work out, there's it's not like if I cut my ties from this one position or one place or doing what I'm doing, then my next opportunity doesn't work out. It's over for me. Like, that's it. It's... <laughs> get back on the horse like there's going to yeah. be other whether that company specifically i mean don't burn bridges on the way out but if that company specifically wants to hire you back great if um a competitor wants to hire you a different industry that maybe you find but you, you don't really know but a lot of people just get pigeonholed into what they do and they just get stuck in i can't leave because of xyz and it's yeah. i think it's a fallacy that a lot of people have just in their heads of i i, I feel i feel trapped and there's no way out and I would like to be doing X, Y, Z as opposed to doing what I'm doing now. And I, I think I, I think it's a, a devastation that, that I think a lot of people have that 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 they feel that way or should. And realistically, the, the markets you could trade anywhere. And, and maybe someone's listening and they're like, I hate the markets and I don't want to trade it. If yeah. you don't want to trade it, you're not passionate about it. At least long term invest. At least understand what's going on in the market. Yeah. Take take a course. See if see if there's something that does resonate. Maybe swing trading a less stressful than. Being in front of a computer all day, there's there's so many opportunities that the market could give you. There's so many other avenues you could place money where that would give you that financial freedom to really do what you want to do. Yeah, and no, I totally agree. And again, it might just be about finding their instruments. So for me, I went through that process, found that I, I really enjoy trading forex and futures, and you know I'm, I love it when there's a trading day now. Like I look forward to the trading day. I'm like, okay, this is a trading day. These are my hours. Everyone knows the score. Matt, uh, my Mac has the, the, the focus on, so I turn off any incoming emails, any incoming calls, so I could just sit and focus, and I enjoy it. Like, I, you know, I had a couple of great trades today, right? So I'm, to, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm even more buzzing now, so I've got plenty of energy. But then that gets me into a good mood to go and do the other stuff that I do. It gets me positive. It gets me, you know, I can go and do the other stuff. Um, but I think going back to people and, and you know, their the, the nine-to-five or, the, or their jobs, and people, I know they talk about job security, 
I've always thought that, you know, you're just one uh, meeting away from your employer and they're making you redundant. That can happen at any time. So there's no real job security. And if you're not passionate about what what you're doing, then you need to figure out um, how you can go and be passionate about that. And like you say, that people might feel trapped and then they might have debt and they're like, well, I have to work for this paycheck to paycheck. But I would question what they do when they're not at their jobs. So if they're working from a nine to five, what do they do from, I don't know, six in the evening till midnight? Because that's six hours, man. That's a long time. So you can work on your side hustle between that time. Just don't watch Netflix because I guarantee you they're watching Netflix or they've seen some form of, of soap and, you know, soap, uh, soap whatever they watch. Uh, but anyway, so that's what I would be looking at is where can you apply um, or find your passion and use the hours that you do have available um, to try and make that happen. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. It's it's not – nobody has time for anything, right? It's time, time is a big excuse. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have time for this. Well, you, you kind of do. I mean, watch watch one of the courses on real-life trading for an hour a day. Just break, break it yeah. apart. That's not even – you still have five more hours to watch Netflix. Right? Like, have, have some kind of goal. Figure out what you – you might not want, you might not know exactly what you want to do in life, but if you are sitting there and you know, like, okay, I know I want to do something different. You're never going to do anything different. If you don't even put some foot, try something random. Yeah. Try, see, if, try. see if, see if there's, maybe you hate it. Maybe you love it. Yeah. How do you know, unless you, unless you're actually there. Right. And I, I think I, I bring this up a lot, but I, I think a lot of people look at, somebody that might be seasoned trading and somebody that already has money and they go, yeah, well you you have, you have a lot of money, so it's easier to trade, but not everybody starts out with like, not everybody starts out with money, right? You, you yeah. have to build. I know lots of people that start out with money that, that have no money at the end, right? Cause they didn't put the yeah. time in before the trades. They just thought they were going to 10 X everything. And it typically doesn't work the same. So I would say just, just be, like I said, just go slow, just, Understand that, that time is unlimited, but you're the only person that can make anything change, right? The, the only yeah. person that can tr- change the trajectory of your, your life is, is you and how you spend those hours after work, how you want to either watch Netflix or learn a new new task, <clears throat> a new hobby, a new trade. That's going to get you a lot further than... Although some Netflix has some good shows, so I'm, I'm yeah, they do, yeah. Fair, I'm, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a good, I'm invested in Netflix, so I don't want to <laughs> keep also no. keep watching Netflix. Hundred percent, uh, me too. I, I, I've got shares in Netflix also, um, and but I just get a certain amount of time of my week where I'll, I'll binge watch. Normally on a Sunday, Sundays I very rarely get washed. Like I'm just that's my only day off. Like a Saturday, uh, I do bits and pieces. Sunday is my day where I don't do nothing. Like you know, I, I don't even shower. Probably don't even brush my teeth. No one comes near me for the day. I'm just, I'm just uh, this is my time to rest. But I know, we're, I know we're close to running out of time, Dan, but I've been wanting to ask you this question. So, and feel free to, to ask me after, but what is the goal for you? What's, what's the dream? What is it that you're, you're working towards? What is it? That's a great question, by the way. You can't ask a question and then <laughs> pat yourself on the back for a great question. No one else does. That would have to come from my end, but it is a good question. I'll, I'll pat you on your back too. It is a very good question. Um, for for me, it's to create gener- generational wealth. Mm-hmm. That's that's 
the broadest answer I could probably give, but yeah, realistically, I, I want to, like, I, I've got two kids. I want to make sure that they have, um, and, and when I say generational wealth, it doesn't have to be dollar. I, I would like to, to eventually pass on some kind of dollars and wealth, but just, just at least in a worst case, being able to educate the kids on how to set themselves up, right? Because they they have a lot more time than I do. And if they could understand just how something works a little bit differently than when I grew up, I think for me, that would be a huge accomplishment for me. There's a a lot of um, physical things, a lot of tangible things, but um, sometimes I think the unattainable things are, are probably more important than being like, hey, I own 27 buildings or yeah. like any of that stuff. So I, I think that's my goal. And for me, going through the process of just kind of, again, learning how money works, learning the markets, being able to create that financial freedom. When I grew up, it was uh, you should be a, a lawyer, a doctor. You should be like you have to get an A plus on every single test. You have to go to college. You got to do all this stuff. And I feel like a lot of people are just in that same path where they have to do this, but you're like, why? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> why do I have to spend my day doing what you think I should do as opposed to me just doing my own thing? And, and there's a lot of lessons that you do learn along the way of, I see where some people come from. I, I see where like people get pigeonholed and now they're just doing the same thing. And the, that wheel keeps spinning, right? Um, let me ask you a really good question. Go what, this is uh, this is an original question. I've not been influenced anywhere. What uh, what is your main goal out of? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, wow, that, that is a good question, Dan. Profound, and, profound uh, yeah, question. Pat, yeah, pat yourself on the back. So I have a very very clear goal with what I want to achieve. Right. So we're in the process of doing it now, but I want to build the biggest fashion luxury brand group, very similar to LVMH and then go public. And I want people to trade my company. That's that's the goal. It's legacy I can leave down to uh, for generational wealth. Also, it's a little bit of a pat, you know, I like getting pats on the back. So, you know, like Dean, I did this. Do you know what I mean? Pat me on the back. Um, but yeah, that, that's the goal. And we are, we are trying to build a large retail brand that we can take public. And I think, uh, yeah, so if that can happen, do they still ring the bell when you go public now? I don't know if that happens. They, they still that... ring the bell, yeah. And in fact, yeah. um, also just a, a business advice, Kanye's free right now. Kanye's free. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, uh, that draw from a lot of companies. So yeah. it's the market. So just, you know. Yeah, I, lo- I, lost, I lost his number. I lost his number. I lost, uh, I lost it somewhere. Yeah, if, you, if anyone knows Kanye, then yeah, just uh, <laughs> keep it to yourself. Uh- <laughs> All good. Yeah, no, awesome. like, and I think I think anybody listening, um, whether it's a, a larger goal or a small small goal, have have something in mind as to to why you do what you do, and then wake up every single day and try to figure out how to tackle at least one step into to creating that goal. And before you know it, you're you're well on the path to, to getting there. But Dean, always a pleasure doing another Pivot Podcast with you guys. We also, uh, team, make sure you guys check the links out below. We do have full online free courses. We do offer one-on-one coaching as well in terms of trading um, and the markets. But we will be back next week with a brand new episode of the Pivot Podcast. Thank you for joining us each and every week. We'll catch you then. Bye.